You're listening to the Vineyard Community Church Podcast with Pastor Rick Francis. For more information, visit vccmountcomfort.org. You know, I want us to look at this Thanksgiving, uh, Psalm 100. We read it before we took the offering, received the offering this morning, and it's kind of like, I feel like on, on Thanksgiving Day, when you're going to speak about Psalm 100, that's like going to a funeral and doing Psalm 23. You know, it's like, we've, we've almost got this Psalm memorized. And if you don't think you have it memorized, you probably do. But I'm going to throw you some curveballs because I'll throw it in a couple translations that you're not familiar with. But first from the Passion Translation, which will not be on the screen. Uh, I've saved the the New Living Translation for the screen. But listen how how the Passion translates Psalm 100. Lift up a great shout of joy to the Lord. Go ahead and do it, everyone, everywhere. As you serve him, be glad and worship him. Sing your way into his presence with joy and realize what this really means. We have the privilege of worshiping the Lord our God, for he is our creator and we belong to him. We are the people of his pleasure. You can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come, bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. For the Lord is always good and ready to receive you. He's so loving that it will amaze you, so kind that it will astound you. And he is famous for his faithfulness toward all. Everyone knows our God can be trusted for he keeps his promises to every generation. Mm. That's sweet. Now the New Living Translation. It'll be on the screen. Shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him, singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name, for the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever, and his faithfulness continues to each generation. Lord, we just pause in the midst of this wonderful psalm of worship and adoration, thanksgiving to you, and we just want to say thank you. When we look back on all that you've done, (laughs) we can't help ourselves but to say thank you. And for this incredible expression from David's heart to yours, we say thank you. Give us ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. We've been talking about Thanksgiving testimonies. I hope that you've been sharing more and more testimonies. I hope this has kind of been a springboard to make it easy to be mindful of the fact that 
anytime that the Lord's doing something, we need to share with another person the goodness of all that he does, all that he reveals, all the things that he shares with us, we want to share with others. That's how we increase our capacity to receive. The more we give away of what he's given to us, the more we're able to receive and be replenished. And it's, it's one of those things that I think sometimes we, we, we get stuck in the natural realm and it's like if I give everything away, then I don't have any. And so we try to steward, actually it's kind of being stingy, not being very generous. We, we try to hoard and keep when actually in the spirit realm, it works just the opposite. The more you give away, the more you receive. It's, it's, it's the infinite water table of heaven to earth. It, it just constantly fills us with more and more and more. So I, I thank the Lord for that. So our Thanksgiving testimonies, for some of us today, it's real easy. Real easy. This is, this is a good Thanksgiving. We've been blessed. You know, the Lord has uh, caused us to gain. We're, we're on the plus side of the ledger. And it's just like, boy, this is, this is a good season to be in. And we thank the Lord for that because it's, it's, it's there. It's easy to shout to the Lord when we are living in abundance. It's, it's easy to just worship the Lord with gladness when we, when we realize who he is and what he's done for us. And we're riding the, the wave of, a, of abundance. He's good. His love endures forever. His faithfulness will never fail. His faithfulness goes on and on and on. Yet there are others among us that uh, we're having just a kind of a normal Thanksgiving. We're not riding the mountaintop. Uh, it's kind of a balanced Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, we, we got a new job, but it's the night shift. You know, uh, we've got employment, but we're not getting uh, the kind of overtime we were hoping to get. Or, you know, it, we, we have those things where we've got a, a plus here, but we got a little bit of a minus over here. And so it's kind of, a, it's not a bummer Thanksgiving, but it's, it's not a, you know, it's not an abundant Thanksgiving. We're, we're, we're doing pretty good. It's like we out in, in our boat and at least it's floating. It's not taking in water. It hasn't capsized, uh, so, so we're doing pretty good. But then there's some of us who are, are facing a difficult Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanksgivings and the holidays, and Thanksgiving's kind of the beginning of the holidays. Uh, I really don't include Halloween <laughs> as really one of the holidays, but Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's and all the things that take place there, you know, this, is, this can be for some, some, some really difficult time. And that's why we have Surviving the Holidays. That's why we do the Grief Share uh, presentation. It's a, it's a one-time event. You can come to this. It doesn't mean that you have to come to Grief Share. And this isn't a, a sneaky way to get you into Grief Share, but it is a good way for you to see what is available to help us when we're going through a tough, tough holiday season. And... Uh, this is, this is where a lot of us are. Bo Stern has written a book, When Holidays Hurt. Hmm. 
I've got some things that I just wanted to read from her, her little devotional that I thought it was good. Because a lot of times, you know, if, if you're going through a difficult time, and it could be that you've had a, a significant loss, it may not be the loss of life, but it may be. You may have lost a loved one, but you may have lost a job. You may have lost uh, the utilization of your body, your utilization of your transportation may have been compromised, whatever it is. There's, there's a sense of loss and it's like, how do we stay grateful at the time of Thanksgiving when, we, when we're suffering a significant loss? Some people say, well, just be grateful for what you have. Has anybody ever heard that? Sounds like good, like uh, mothers, you know, kind of straighten you up. Just be thankful for what you have. Don't focus on what you don't have. Be thankful for what you have. Yeah, okay. But I want us to be clear about something here. Sorrow is not sin. And gratitude does not cancel out grief. The scriptures talk about a sorrow that leads to life. We call that a godly sorrow. It's when we've had a significant loss in our, in our experience, in our lives, and we have a soul that is exceedingly sad. There's a sorrow that leads to life, a godly sorrow. And the one thing about a godly sorrow is it still is sad. You know, you, you can't fake it. You can't just kind of paint a nice little Christian smile on it and, and, and pretend like all's well when your soul has a heaviness. There's sadness there. And in the body of Christ, we should be the last ones that try to conform everybody to a little smiley face when they come to church because we're all coming from different experiences throughout the week or through, even throughout the morning. And as we get here, sometimes our smiley face is a frowny face and there's profound sadness in, inside our hearts. And I want us to look at Thanksgiving in light of the ones that you it may not be directly to you, it may be, but it could be some of those that you're going to encounter through this holiday season, through this Thanksgiving season even, of how to be sensitive and to be respectful and to honor but to also be encouraging and loving and the releasing the love and the light of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Are you with me? Mm -hmm. Blessed are those who mourn. For they will be comforted. Mm-hmm. Now, have you ever looked at that, that verse and just looked at it? Blessed, mourn, comfort. It's like, that's a strange combination. You know, when, when you look at blessed, you could substitute the word happy. We understand that, that blessed in this sense is, is even, it transcends happy, but you could put happy. Happy is the one who mourns, for they will be comforted. Hmm. Happy, mourn, usually don't go well together. Because mm -mm. there, there, there is a mourning, there is a sorrow that leads to death. 
there is an ungodly sorrow that the enemy wants to take and to cause us to, to shift and to go down into depression, into a deep darkness to where there, there is no light and try to contain us there and in a sense capture us and imprison us in that level of sorrow. And we've known people, haven't we, who've, who've been in that kind of sorrow. It, it just, it, it, it's a place where they abide and they live, not just days, weeks, months, but years and years. And some, for a whole life, they can get stuck in that. We want to see people get free from that. We want to encourage them to grieve and to acknowledge the true sorrow. But we want a sorrow that does not lead to death, but a sorrow that leads unto life, the godly sorrow. And so when we, when we look at that, we realize, okay, bless, mourn, comfort. Hmm. Three action words that seem at odds with one another at first glance, but that with a little synergy form a strategy for enduring the happiest days in a season of heartache. A look at the original language shows us that we could lift the spiritually loaded word up, blessed, and find that verse and drop in the word happy and still the true meaning of the word. Happy are those who mourn. Ridiculous? It's like saying, healthy are those who are sick. Pregnant are those who are barren. This concept makes no sense until we add the third word, comfort. Comfort is also a beautiful Greek word, parakaleo. It is formed from two words, kaleo, which means to call by name, and para, which means near, to come close. This word pulls us right into the lap of God and invites us to experience the beauty of his presence in a way we may never have experienced it before. Mm -hmm. So here comfort means to call near by name. When the Lord sees the agony and the sorrow that we're going through, the Holy Spirit, the Father, and the Lord Jesus whispers our name and beckons us to come close, to come near. This lady's testimony goes on. She says, I remember the morning I took my husband to the hospital for surgery to have a feeding tube placed. Although we knew that ALS made him a high-risk patient, we were blindsided when the surgeon met us five minutes before the surgery and explained that his chances of coming out of the operating room on life support were very high and that we would have to decide whether to continue that support or say goodbye. I'm not gonna put a pretty face on this. We didn't handle it gracefully. We wept and shook and fell into a hug on his hospital bed as we tried to figure out which way to go. Without a feeding tube, his remaining days, days would be very, very difficult. And the longer we waited to have it done, the more risky it became. And yet, Steve had not said his goodbyes to our kids. Our son had left for school that morning, having no idea that he might not talk to his dad again. Every option seemed impossible. 
I felt like the walls were caving in on my heart. This little event is a tiny glimpse of our story and represents one of the most difficult moments in our fight with ALS. And yet, it does not compare to the very worst moments. The worst moments have been when I've wandered from God's plan or purpose, when I have not been able to fill him in my pain. This deep water mourning, though, was filled to the brim with the parakaleo, the comfort of God. I could almost hear him whispering my name as I wept into my husband's neck. I could feel his arms closing in just when I thought my heart would die inside my chest. And then we both heard his clear instruction to wait. At the same moment, we looked at each other and turned to the surgeon and said, not today. Comfort, love, guidance. It was all there in the middle of our sorrow because Jesus shows up when we suffer. He shows up, he speaks our name, and he reminds us it's okay to be broken with him. What a savior, what a savior. I love Jesus. I love this wonderful Lord of ours who, whether we're having the Thanksgiving of all Thanksgivings, we're having a so-so Thanksgiving, or we're having a very difficult Thanksgiving, Jesus is with us. He's always with us. I came across another devotional that just kind of spoke to this on Thanksgiving that I thought was so good. Um, you know that I've been pushing Jesus calling for years now. If you haven't purchased a copy, see me. We've we got to do something about that. You need a copy of Jesus Calling. It is just too wonderful. It's a devotional written by Sarah Young, and it's from the vantage point as though Jesus is speaking directly to you. And this is what he said for today. Thankfulness takes the sting out of adversity. I love that. That is why I've instructed you to give thanks for everything. Mm. There is an element of mystery in this transaction. You give me thanks, regardless of your feelings, and I give you joy, regardless of your circumstances. Now that's a pretty good trade-off, I think. This is a spiritual act of obedience at times <laughs> blind obedience. To people who don't know me intimately, it can seem irrational and even impossible to thank me for heart-rending rendering hardships. Uh -huh. Nonetheless, those who obey me in this way are invariably blessed, even though difficulties may remain. Thankfulness opens your heart to my presence and your mind to my thoughts. You may still be in the same place with the same set of circumstances, but it is as if a light has been switched on, enabling you to see from my perspective. It is the light of my presence that removes the sting from adversity. 
So pastorally, I want, to, I want to release the comfort of the spirit for those that are facing a difficult season as you're, as you're navigating the holidays with significant losses. At the same time, for those that are just kind of so-so and it's, it's, you know, you got some blessings and you got some negative stuff going on and, and I, I just really want to release the power of thanksgiving in our lives and to understand I've heard testimony after testimony that when we with our hearts give honest thanksgiving to the Lord, we are truly profoundly grateful and we express that gratitude. All of heaven takes notice. All of heaven sees and it catches the ear of God and it always causes him to move. I remember back when the prophetic movement was just starting in uh, Kansas City in the, in the 80s, 1980s. And, uh, you know, everybody was having these encounters where they were receiving these words from the Lord. And the Lord would give these incredible expressions of his love and his grace to, to people. And, and there was this one guy who all the meetings that he's in, everybody else gets a word and he never gets a word. And he would wait on the Lord and he would, he would say, Lord, I, I want to hear what you have to say. And he did all that he knew to do and never heard a word from the Lord. No prophetic person came and gave him a word. He didn't have any kind of word that would come in a dream or anything like that. And so finally, he just said, Lord, I don't know why I'm not getting a word but I'm gonna gather the whole family. So he gathered his whole family and they just got in the family room. And as they were sitting, they just started expressing the things that they were thankful for. And they had a litany of thanksgiving that went for hours in their, in their family room. They were just talking about, Lord, we're so thankful for this and we're thankful for that and we're thankful. And they just went through everything and the kids were in, you know, we're thankful for my little pony. We're thankful for, you know, and they're just going all the things that they're thankful for. <clears throat> he gets ready to go to bed at night. <clears throat> and as he's getting ready to put his head on the pillow, his pillow, the Lord shows up the Lord Jesus himself and said, thanks for remembering. And he left. And I just thought, oh, do, do we realize how powerful in the spirit realm things are moved and shifted when we truly have a, an attitude of gratitude when our hearts are truly filled with thanksgiving. Because once you, once you receive the, the real heartfelt thanksgiving toward the Lord, it's only a skip into praise. And as you praise him, and as you, you really look at who he is, and you, you see him for, for all his worth and goodness, it's just another little bitty skip to worship. And there we just pour our entire self out to him, thanking him for who he is and worshiping him with everything that we have. He's so amazing. He's so good. No doubt. 
We have grief. We have adversity. We have difficulties. I've said it before. I want to continue to remind you that if you know him, you're going to spend eternity with him where there is no pain, there is no sickness, there's no infirmity, there's no lack of anything. This is the only time you can give him thanks and praise and worship in the midst of pain and suffering. This is the only time. However many years you have upon the earth, for all eternity, if you live for a hundred years on planet earth, you only have a hundred years to be able to worship and praise and love and express in the midst of our pain and suffering and difficulties. Because when we get with him, we will have lost that opportunity to worship him in the midst of fallenness of this reality because there is no fallenness in his reality. Do you hear that? Yes. Do you hear that? The enemy always tries to make it look like if God was really, really, if he really, really loved me, he'd make everything easy. He'd, we would be able to hit the easy button all the time. And since things aren't easy, then the conclusion is he really doesn't love you as much as he does Linda. I'm his favorite, but... <laughs> Thanksgiving unlocks something in us. I pray that this would be a, a season that we would be the most thankful that we've ever been. All right. I've been pursuing seeing in, in the spirit realm. You know, we, we say, what do you see? What do you hear? And what do you remember? And we find that when we remember and we go back to the testimony of what God has done, it releases thanksgiving, which is an invitation for all of heaven to gather. And we're more sensitive, we're more likely to hear what the Lord is saying, and we're more likely to see what the Lord is doing. And as we see and as we hear and as we remember, thankfulness is, is, is a major component of all of those. And I wanna encourage you, this holiday season yes. huh, to invite the Holy Spirit to release a true revelation of all that we have to be thankful for. If we can see him as he is, gratitude will overflow in our hearts. We will be the most thankful people on the planet because we see him as he truly is. Because when we see him as he is, we start to see ourselves as we are. That's how, going back to Psalm 100, that's how they put it. We shout for joy to the Lord. We worship the Lord with gladness. 
because we know. We know He is God. We know He is God, not because we took a Bible class, because we've had an encounter with Him and He knows us and we know that He is God. And as we know He is God, the knowledge that we have of Him releases the knowledge that we have of ourselves. We become more aware of who we are. And so what do we do? We enter his presence. Mm -hmm. We enter his presence. When we see him as he is, we have knowledge then about him and about ourselves. And with that knowledge, we enter into his presence with thanksgiving and praise. We come to worship the God who is eternally faithful. We will be worshiping him for all eternity. That does not mean that you will have a choir robe and be sitting in, in the chancel and, and just be part of a musical worship service. Worship is more than just song, but thank God for the song and the release of worship that comes through the music. Father, thank you for your love. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you that you are you. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you would release uh, an anointing from heaven to earth. Holy Spirit, we invite you to place the salve of heaven on our eyes that Revelation 3 speaks of so that we can truly see. Any hindrance to be able to see, Father, we ask that you would remove Give us eyes to see. We pray, Lord, that you would help us in our hearing. Because in our hearing, when we hear you, we have a choice to either obey or disobey. And I pray, Father, that we would hear in such a way as that we would immediately respond in obedience to what you speak to us. Father, continue to give us good memories. I come against <laughs> Alzheimer's. In Jesus' name. Father, this, is, this has got to be something that was birthed in the pit of darkness to try to rob, especially the elderly, the ability to remember all the good things that you've done. I pray that there would be a full restoration of everyone who is starting to have dementia. Lord, that there would be a, a release from heaven to earth of clarity of thought and memories. And Father, that you would, you would anoint those. Remove the traumas, remove all the ugly ways in which evil has touched our lives and release a full and heightened sense of your love, your kindness, your mercy, your righteousness. Release it for your name's sake. That's right. Mm-hmm. As the worship team comes to lead us in our last song, <clears throat> I just invite you to allow the Holy Spirit to just stir up the memories that will
cause Thanksgiving to go to the next level. And if you're grieving and if you're facing a difficult, difficult holiday season, let's open our hearts and our spirits and our minds, our, our emotions and give Holy Spirit access to where he can release light and love and the kindnesses of heaven to earth. And that there would be a sense of presence that he's calling you by name <laughs> to nearness nearness to him I would see like a, a child crawling up into a parent's arms sitting on the lap and just kind of burying your head in the chest of the Father, Son and Holy Spirit Thanks for listening to this week's podcast to receive more audio content from The Vineyard, click the subscribe button in iTunes.